Salam Salam from Boulder, Colorado. This is the Rorschach Ethiopia update from Thursday the 6th of January 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. As usual, our weekly plug begins with an update from the war front, where you'll remember from last week the Ethiopian National Defense Force, or ENDF, has halted the campaign at the border of Tigray, where the Tigray People's Liberation Front, or TPLF, is based. The National Disaster Risk Management Commission said that donations gathered in the name of individuals affected by the war are being embezzled by middlemen after donors began to make their own choices as regards to the final destination of their contributions, the communication director of the commission, Debebe Zeude, denounced a radio interview that it was the commission's task to choose where the donations should go. He also unveiled that the donated goods reached the affected people damaged or their portions decreased. He urged donors to work closely with the commission in order to avoid such circumstances. However, the commission's director concluded his interview with good news that all the shelters in Debre Burhan have been closed completely as all who were seeking shelter because of the conflict had returned to their homes. Speaking of donations, you'll remember that we told you 850,000 measles vaccines had been donated by UNICEF and its partners to the Tigray region. On Monday, the 3rd of January, UNICEF announced that it has started vaccinating and called on parents and guardians of children under five to have them vaccinated. You'll also remember about the drought in the Somali region and how there were only casualties of livestock. Sadly, the head of the regional government's communication bureau, Abdulkadir Rashid, announced the death of two people because of the drought. The number of livestock dying is increasing as well, reaching 146,000 so far. The head of the bureau expressed concerns as the drought is predicted to get even worse, putting more than 2 million people at risk. Legendary Omoro singer Ali Bera was admitted into the Adama General Hospital. The Ethiopian Customs Commission Commissioner, Debele Kebeda, visited the prominent musician at the hospital and wished him all the best, joining hands with the whole of the nation that wishes Ali Bera to get well soon. Ethio Telecom, the only operating telecommunications service company, has announced on Sunday the 2nd that cellular data internet is available once again. The service had been suspended due to the raging conflict in the Amhara region. Internet service restarted in all of the major cities in Amhara, Lilabella, Woldia, Debre Burhan, Gondar, and the capital of the region, Bahir Dar, to name a few. Ethiopia Telecom managed to bring back the internet to these cities after holding talks with the concerned law enforcement agencies. Ethiopian Airlines has announced that it has resumed flights to historic Lalibela, a city held by the TPLF and subsequently liberated by the ENDF. Flights were on hold because of the conflict. Lalibela is known for its breathtaking Rakhon churches in which Ethiopian Christmas is to be celebrated in a solemn and spiritual procession. This Friday, the 7th of January, the airline has also announced that it has resumed daily flights to the recently liberated city in the Amhara region, Kambolcha. Let's head over to the news from the capital, Addis Ababa. Health professionals are warning the society of the adverse effects that flu medications will have when used with people who are showing symptoms of COVID-19. Though it seems like there's a flu outbreak in the city, chances are high that some cases might indeed be COVID, since the symptoms of both diseases are similar. A government hospital pharmacy director, Jonas Ashabir, urged residents not to take the flu medications if they are experiencing COVID symptoms, as they might lead to further health complications. It is especially dangerous to people with diabetes, blood pressure, and other related health issues. 
Even though it seems like there was a slight decline in the number of new COVID cases this past week from 28,000 to 22,000, it is likely that the virus is still spreading among the population. The Addis Ababa City Administration Transport Bureau has announced that it will start giving out operating licenses for heavy farming and construction machinery. This announcement comes after the new restructuring that allows the City Transport Bureau to issue these licenses as an agent of the Federal Transport Authority. So, if you've taken your training, you can get your license at the Bureau by bringing over your ID or passport, COC certificate, and your 8th and 10th grade school completion certificates. The Bureau has also prohibited passengers on motorcycles. The Bureau took this measure because of a rise in the number of accidents involving these vehicles. But that's not the only reason. Cases of theft by motorcycle riders and their passengers have also increased. We have more news from the capital as the Prime Minister of Ethiopia, Dr. Abiy Ahmed, and the Minister of Education, Dr. Buhanu Nega, and the city's mayor, Adench Abebe, inaugurated and opened the biggest library in Ethiopia this past week on Saturday, the 1st of January. The library is built on a massive 1,900 square meters and a few minutes away from the parliament at the center of the capital, Arat Kilo. The library has four floors and can hold an astonishing number of books, around 1.4 million. The government broke the bank for this project, spending 1 million burr, which is about 20 million US dollars. The library is fittingly named Abrehat, which literally means enlightenment. This past week, the United States Department of State spokesperson Ned Price announced that the U.S. Special Envoy for the Horn of Africa, Jeffrey Feltman, will be coming to Ethiopia to meditate peace negotiations. Price has said that Feltman will discuss with top government officials, but refrain from mentioning any names. Price also refrained from commenting on whether or not Feltman will go to Tigray. Instead, he said that the Department of State will release the details of Feltman's stay in the future. Soon after the announcement by Ned Price, the Ethiopian Government Communication Service Minister, Dr. Legese Tulu, held a press conference. He said that the government does not know what the agenda is, but he said that Ethiopia will receive its guest, Feltman, with the usual Ethiopian hospitality. However, the minister asserted that Ethiopia will not tolerate any effort that endangers its regional integrity, development, and international presence from wherever it may come. To top off this week's edition, we'd like to wish you a Merry Ethiopian Christmas. If you're not Ethiopian, or if you've never been there, you might be confused. Wasn't Christmas like two weeks ago, you might be asking? Let me explain. Ethiopia has a different calendar that counts the days, months, and years completely differently. Simply put, Ethiopia is still in 2014, while we're in 2022, and the year lasts 13 months. This variation in counting the days, months, and years has also made a difference as to which day of which month Jesus Christ was born. Two weeks later, on the 7th of January, is when Christmas is celebrated. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Let us know your thoughts or any ideas by emailing us at podcast at Rorschach.com. Merry Ethiopian Christmas, or as the locals would say it, Melkam Gena. Ciao.